Hello, friends, and welcome to the All-American Outdoor Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Moran, and this is our first official episode of the podcast. I'm here with my editor and producer and hopefully co-host, Tyler Kingery, and we are really excited to bring you guys some great outdoor audio. Um, We are here today because we want to give you guys a little introduction into our lives and who we are, and basically what business we have recording a podcast about the outdoors. Uh, Yeah, I just teamed up with Bobby to uh, kind of play around with all the audio and have fun learning about that. And I came to Bobby originally about uh, getting into hunting a little bit, so uh, that's how this kind of all started uh, not too long ago, and I'm sure we'll be putting out a podcast from uh, our talks that evening so yeah so today we just kind of want to give you a little bit of taste uh, about what this podcast will be Um, so our goals for this podcast are to educate you all in the different opportunities that you have to use the outdoors Um, you know if you are a beginner and you would like to find something we hope we can provide that outlet for you Um, if you are a expert or an experienced person in the field Uh, Whatever your field may be, we hope to sharpen your skills a little bit and give you um, a little bit more knowledge um, so that you can take your outdoor game, so to speak, to the next level. Um, We're going to be covering everything from mountain biking to duck hunting to fly fishing to uh, backpacking to canoeing. Whatever floats our boat, basically, whatever uh, we have experience in, and then also whatever we'd like to learn about. So... Hopefully you guys will stick with us and tag along for this wonderful journey that we're going to be embarking on here in the next few weeks. We're going to try to put out uh, two podcasts a month to start here, probably around 20 minutes to a half hour long. We're hoping to not overwhelm you guys, and we want you to actually listen to our podcasts. We know everybody listens to about 15 different podcasts every week and most of them are probably an hour plus long so we're hoping to give you a little bit of outdoor wisdom in our 20 to 30 minute sessions um, and enough that you guys can get out and try it on your own so yeah Uh, today Tyler and I have agreed to kind of tell our best outdoor stories that we can think of uh, to kind of start it off But first, I kind of want to tell you a little bit about my experience in the outdoors, and then Tyler's going to tell you a little bit about his experience in the outdoors, so we kind of give you a little bit of basis of what you're working with here. So my experience in the outdoors, I started um, when I was about five years old fishing, um, saltwater and freshwater. I've been going down to Florida, southern Florida, the Keys, fishing uh, since I was like I said, right around five years old. And that's kind of where I got the passion to be outside. Um, I'd rather be outside than playing video games or something indoors just about any day of the week. I I started hiking uh, soon after that, kind of just in the state parks here in Indiana. Um, And so I just enjoyed being outside. My family farms and so I kind of grew up outside working on the farm with my dad and hiking around the woods in the fields and so I just really 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 enjoy that time that I get to spend outdoors and so naturally that has progressed into different 
outlets for me. Um, and so I've slowly kind of gotten into hunting and fly fishing and backpacking and canoeing and everything else. Um, I started hunting when I was, let's see, a sophomore or a junior in high school, right around um, the time when I turned 16 and could start driving. I just, nobody in my family hunted. I just decided that we had some farm ground to hunt, and I wanted to try my hand at it. And so it's progressed since then. I have really gotten into bow hunting. Um, that's predominantly what I do. I don't do a lot of gun hunting. I really enjoy the up-close personal interactions that you get with deer and other game uh, when you bow hunt. And so I'm kind of a crazy bow hunter guy, and I'm in that right now full swing with hunting season being started here in Indiana. And so we hope to kind of bring you that a little bit in the next week or so with this new hunter podcast that we're going to put out or show some tidbits from. Um, Moving on from that, I started um, backpacking and stuff in college. It all started when I got my first set of climbing gear with my friend Andrew, and we decided that we were going to start repelling out of dorm rooms. Um, and then another buddy named Tim jumped in, and that was our Friday nights. We'd spend the night planning a repel, and we would execute that, hopefully without being caught by campus security. Uh, sometimes it worked out, sometimes it didn't. Um, so that started my love for like that climbing side of things. From there, I worked at a non-for-profit Christian adventure company in Washington State, the summer after my junior year in college, it's called Peak 7 Adventures, and we are hoping to snag a few of their guides or employees for a podcast or two about the different opportunities that they have out there. Um, and so I guided backpacking trips, mountaineering trips, rock climbing trips, and then jumped in on some rafting trips that summer. So that's kind of my experience in that realm of the outdoor industry. Then coming back to Anderson after that summer, um, I kind of got into mountain biking a little bit. I would not say that I am an expert mountain biker by any means, but I have a bike and I ride trails and it's fun. And so I think some of that you will find is what we do. We like to do things and we want to get better at them. So Tyler and I are pretty excited to to bring you that sort of things. Um, Tyler, what is your kind of experience in the outdoor industry per se? Well, uh, I started, uh, I actually never even was into the outdoor scene uh, much until I met my wife, uh, and we started dating back in high school, and essentially their family would go to Canada every year, and they would go fishing for like a two-week fishing trip over the summer. So uh, I remember vividly that we, the first year we were dating, and you know, she was like, well, we're going to Canada, we're going to go fishing, you want to go with us? And I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. So I got into um, fishing primarily uh, with uh, her family. And then as I started going back up to Canada, you know, I would, they would always have like a backpacker magazine or an, uh, some kind of outdoor-based magazine that, you know, I started flipping through. And I got into uh, fly fishing from there, uh, which is what I did primarily around in Indiana, uh, and then started branching out a little bit more into backpacking. Uh, didn't do a whole lot of backpacking until I got out in Colorado when I was in the Army. Uh, we would 
constantly go out and just do day hikes. You know, um, we lived in Colorado Springs, so it was uh, there was access everywhere to beautiful day hikes back in the mountains. And um, then, you know, we moved back to Indiana, and so uh, we've still do a lot of fishing. But uh, my wife and I have gotten into uh, canoeing. So we go up to the Boundary Waters quite a bit, and we do a lot of uh, we we do trips up there. And so, fishing up there, canoeing, I've really kind of grown a, a love for canoeing. Just the not necessarily even doing anything but paddling is just rewarding enough to me just to be out there. So uh, those are kind of the things that I'm big into. I've been wanting to get into hunting a little bit more from um, just trying to be able to provide for the family a little bit more like uh meat and uh, i don't know just from a health standpoint there's a whole lot of that's a whole nother subject we can go into that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can go down later but uh yeah that's prim- primarily what we what, what we do here is fishing canoeing uh hopefully hunting here soon so uh i have gone i guess i have gone rock climbing Quite a bit. I enjoy that. Uh, I am definitely older in my in my years, and my body is a little little more beat up, so I don't uh, get into the extreme aspects of those of that sport. But uh, I do enjoy it. So, and with the I have two little kids, so I'm sure I'll be sharing that with them. Yeah. So, I guess I probably should have said this. I'm married as well, and my wife and I have been married for about a year and a half now, and we have three beautiful dog children not real children dog children um and we are actually we actually just picked up a puppy here in the last week another german short hair puppy and we're going to be starting our own kennel obviously a year and a half probably from now down the road so if you guys want puppies and are in german short hairs come give us a look um also i should have said being in indiana we do a lot of canoeing and so that is kind of tyler and i's um, I, I would say primary love for the outdoors that we share together is we love to canoe and we love to fish. So I'm sure that you'll hear a good deal of Boundary Waters trip planning podcasts and local fly fishing podcasts and just any kind of fishing and canoeing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, um, I, I guess we should probably keep moving, keep yeah. this a little shorter. So, let's tell our best outdoor stories. I'll, I'll start. Okay. Mine happens to be a hunting story, and I'm not going to use any of the real names. Um, but, like I said before, I'm a big bow hunter, and one night I was sitting out at my parents' property, and I'm sitting in a blind overlooking this cut cornfield, and out from the other side of this cornfield comes this giant, giant deer. And he was probably in the 150s um, and probably had 10 points, I would say. And so naturally I was like, well, I don't own the field that he came out of, but we farm the field that he came out of, so I'm just going to go ask the landowner for permission. Now, I knew that there was a guy... Uh, and we'll use the name of Billy, 
for now. I knew that Billy had hunted there in the past, um, but I had not seen him out there in the recent years. So I said, well, I'll just go ask the landowner if I can hang a stand up and hunt over there on that tree line. And so I go to the guy's house and knock on the door and fully expecting him to answer, his son answers. And so we'll say his son's name is Tom. So we got Billy and we've got Tom. Billy the hunter and Tom the son. Okay? And he basically says, my old man's not home. You should probably leave. To which I said, can I speak to the landowner? Because I could see him sitting in his chair in the house and all their cars were in the driveway. So long story short, he tries to kick me out. And I ended up getting through to the landowner. We'll call him Garth. All right, so we've got Garth, Billy, and Tom now, okay? So Garth knows my family. Obviously, we farm for him. And he says, yeah, come on in. Let's talk. And end up getting hunting permission. And so I go scout the property. And sure enough, there's this big scrape right under this tree. And this deer is hitting this scrape right before dark. It was a giant deer. And so, if you know anything about hunting on a higher level, if a mature deer is hitting a scrape in daylight at the beginning of October, there's a pretty good chance you could kill that deer if you get on that scrape right there. So I thought, okay, I'll hang a, a stand a little bit off this scrape. So I get in this big sycamore tree, and I'm stuffed in there. It's perfect. I mean, it is perfect. That deer couldn't have seen me if he wanted to. So I'm socked in this tree, and my brother and I go in there and hunt it, uh, a couple times, no luck, deer never shows. So one afternoon, I get in the tree and get set up and everything, and I'm sitting there for about a half hour when I hear this very loud talking coming from across the field, yelling, basically. And I thought, oh boy, that must be Hunter Billy. And sure enough, Billy comes walking across the field, and uh, he's not happy that I'm in there hunting the same place that he's hunting. And so he gives me an earful of profanity and starts talking bad about my family and different things like that, which is ridiculous because he doesn't really know who we are or what we're about. He's just grumpy that I'm in there hunting. So... That's fun. I tell him I have permission to be there, and he still doesn't like that. Meanwhile, he's holding a crossbow in his hand, and I am standing in the field. And so, cue the son coming up the hill in his golf cart. Uh, he gets out of the golf cart, starts walking out to the field to where we are, um, stumbling around. He's He's... If I had to guess, he's probably intoxicated a little bit, or at least under the influence. So he gets out there, and he starts cussing me out, saying that I don't have permission to be there, all this kind of stuff, when he was there and knows that I have permission to be there. So it's two guys against one, right? So I'm like, listen, guys, I'm just going to get my stand, and I'm going to leave and never come back. I was like, I'm like I'm a youth pastor. I don't want any trouble. Like, let's just forget this happened. I'll get out of your way, and that'll be the end of it. So they keep carrying on for a little bit, and um, I said, well, I am going to leave. So the, the son, the slightly intoxicated son, 
he is like, you know what? You guys just figure it out. Whatever you're going to do, just figure it out and let me know. So he leaves. Okay. So he leaves. We watch him drive away. I'm standing there watching him drive away. And I turn around. And Billy is now openly weeping in front of me. He's crying. And he says, uh, you know, I shouldn't have acted the way that I acted. I'm a pastor too. And I was like, oh my word, that interaction just happened. And you are pastoring a church somewhere. Right. Right. <laughs> so, needless to say, he's crying. And then he asks me if we can kneel in the field, in the middle of the cornfield, and pray for each other. He's like, can we pray? Probably top five most awkward moments of my entire life right. is me standing in the cornfield with this 60-plus-year-old man praying for him right. about how he can change his attitude. Yeah. I mean, it was... Awkward. Awkward. Yeah. Very awkward. And, and quite humorous for me, actually, because... Probably just because it was so awkward. Right. I mean, who who does that? Right. <laughs> anyway, long story short, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get my stand and leave now. He's like, oh, no, no. Don't worry about it. Just, just stay there. It's fine. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm leaving, buddy. Right. I am leaving. Right. So I get my stand and I leave and I have not spoken to the man since. But I'll tell you what. There are some weird things that happen in the outdoors, and that probably tops my list. Yeah. I mean, it, I still, like, when I think about it, look like a deer in the headlights because it's like, <laughs> wow. Right. Anyway, all right, Tyler. That's my funny story. That's my best, best and worst, probably, experience in the outdoors. Right. What do you got for us? Well, um, I'll make this... I'll make it a quick story. Uh, it's probably going to be my first one, uh, my first really kind of encounter, I guess, in the outdoors. Uh, it kind of started me down the whole fishing scene. So uh, the first year that I went to Canada with, with my wife, or girlfriend at the time, she, uh, I, I remember we got into camp uh, in the afternoon, and we unloaded the cars into the, into the cabin, um, and she was like, go ahead and, you know, get the, get the uh, fishing poles, head on down to the docks, and I'm going to go get the tackle, and I'll, and I'll meet you down there. So I'm like, all right, all right. So, you know, up until this point in time in my life, you know, I was in high school, uh, the only thing that I had ever done was bluegill fish maybe twice with my grandfather. Yeah. And I don't even know that I caught anything at that point in time. <laughs> so it was one of those things where, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know how to fish. I didn't know really what to do if I caught a fish or anything like that. Yeah. And so, um, I uh, th that is my my son in the background. Yes, we got a small we have a small audience. We have a small today. audience, yes, in the in the studio today. So um, I'd gone on down to the docks, and uh, we were gonna go jigging for some walleye. Uh, they would down there. We would use uh, we would typically just jig with minnows. Um, Again, I, I didn't know what what I was doing. I just knew that I had a pole. And, you know, being the 
um, very impatient, always moving person that I am. Um, I'm down at the docks waiting for Carly to come. Uh, I got my jig in the in the water. I'm just kind of moving it around, you know, just doing whatever. And uh, all of a sudden, this northern just darts out from underneath the dock and just slams my jig. And next thing I know, I have a fish on the line. And I'm, like, looking around, like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I look over, and I see Carly walking down um, towards the docks. And I'm like, she she looks, we make eye contact, and she looks at me, and she sees my eyes are probably as big as saucers. And I'm just, I'm just like, I got a fish on I don't know what to do. And so she she drops her stuff and comes running down. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, I, I don't have my, typically with the walleye in the, in the northern, where we have two different poles we're fishing with. So uh, the walleye poles are a lot lighter tackle. Um, so, um, so, you know, that pole was bent in half pretty much. And we were, I was, it was just moving all over the place. So she uh, gets down there and helps me pull it in. And um, it was... Uh, yeah, so it, my heart was racing, and uh, I will never forget the uh, that was kind of that that first shot of adrenaline, fishing wise, yeah. you know. And, and granted, like I said, up until that point, I've never really even caught a fish, so you know, to tie into a big northern like that was uh, definitely something that you know got me stuck on fishing more than anything else. So that was always, yeah. I always think about that when I when I get into fishing was yeah. how I got into touring of that northern so accidentally but yeah that was that's about it I mean there's a lot I got a lot more stories from Canada and the Boundary Waters and stuff like that with bear and <laughs> everything else so but uh, yeah that's uh, that's about it I, I don't want to keep this thing going too much longer so uh, that's all I got. Uh, hope that uh, everybody enjoys the podcast as we try to figure out how to bring out content to you that uh, you're interested in and find enjoyable and uh, can learn something from it. So, Awesome. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, yeah, so we are going to wrap this one up, guys. Thanks for listening to the first ever All-American Outdoor Podcast, Episode 1. If you guys want... You can give us a follow on Facebook um, and just search the All-American Outdoor Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at All-American Outdoor Podcast. And then you can also look us up on our website, allamericanoutdoorpodcast.com. We've got some great short articles on there um, about some different things that we're doing in the outdoors right now. Um, And we're getting ready to put up a few more this week. We've got two that are going to be going up in the next week, bow hunting on a budget and easy overnights. So be sure to check us out. If you guys would, um, leave us a comment, like us, share us, please share us. This, you guys are integral to how we get this information out to people. And so we need your help. And so, yeah, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. <laughs>